Hello and welcome to another episode of the Found in Christ podcast. Yay! <laughs> so today, I have with me a very yeah. special guest. His name is CJ. Hi. Hi, CJ. He's Hi, one of my very amazing brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. We go back. Yes. Ouch. And oh, they're going to hurt me too. <laughs> the rings. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about another very interesting topic. We mm-hmm. are going to talk about dealing with church hurt. And I think if you are a Christian or you're new to church, this might be something that you may or may not relate to. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very real today. Very, very real. Um, you know, we're going to open up. We're going to talk about, you know, how we found hope in that whole situation and mm. how God turned things around. Um, so yeah, CJ, let's start with you telling us a bit more about yourself. It's like two years, right, since I came to church. Yeah. And it's been two years since I know you. And I'm not sure where we meet, in Asian Avenue first or in church <laughs> first. I'm really not, I don't really don't remember, but I remember like there's a few of us. Yeah. That's the first time I met you. And honestly, I didn't like you that time. Oh, it's okay. I actually didn't like you as well. Right, so okay. it's mutual. Yes. It's mutual. But we're friends yeah, now. We're yeah, friends we're now. bros and sisters now. <laughs> we're tight now. <laughs> You're tight now. <laughs> yep, all thanks to God. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the situations that we went through since then was a uh, uh, brother in Christ, one of the persons we know, like, was not behaving very well with another sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And somehow or other, that situation actually brought brought some light into yeah just mm-hmm. beginning getting like getting to know each other more and then being a brother and sister ourselves yeah but yeah things uh from then onwards uh there's one point where you went to greenhouse yeah and i was just being in church and yeah you you grew in your own journey and i grew in my own journey and then when i saw you after i think after a year after that Mm-hmm. It was a whole new Ashira oh, that I met, thank you. That Praise I met Jesus. before that. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, wait, so sorry, for some context, um, for those who are listening mm-hmm. who don't know what Greenhouse is, Greenhouse is actually a biblical course that our, our church like organizes. Um, so it's something like Bible school, but a mini Bible school, and there's like different subjects that you can um, go through in that, whether it's like healthy relationships or Bible overview, like different, different things. And usually people join Greenhouse with the intention of like growing deeper in their walk with God. Um, and so like CJ is giving some context where like last time where we weren't we weren't really friends and yeah. then we didn't really like each other although we had mutual friends and he um you know you were mentioning about how there was drama within like the friend yes. group and then um along those lines and then after that I joined Greenhouse mm-hmm. and then after that we became um you and I became friends because you yes. you saw something like different in me as a sister in Christ. Mm. <laughs> I was like I was like. I saw you in another light, this person who's like, I'm really sorry, but back then I saw you as like a bit toxic. Eh? Oh, really? Yeah. But after you finished Greenhouse, it's like, hey, this person actually changed, you know, mm-hmm. love people, you know, like really accept people. Oh, and amen. Like that. And it's a well, lot of change between a year <laughs> that I saw in you. Oh, glory to God. All I mean, glory to God. I do admit, I think I was a bit toxic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and God has changed and transformed like me and many others, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we're here to come and, come here and share our stories. We're not here to judge or shame or condemn anyone. So true. Yeah, so if you are going through like church hurt or you are the one causing church hurt, we are not here to judge you. We actually yep. want to share our own stories so maybe that... maybe help you. Yeah, maybe it, there's 
help in this whole process and like Amen. <laughs> Glory to God with that. Yeah. So CJ, like yeah, why don't you tell us a bit mm. more about, you know, what you've gone through since starting church like two years ago. It's been such a short uh, short time, but mm-hmm. I, I know you've gone through a lot. Yes. So why don't you tell us like a bit more? <laughs> I mean since I got to church I had this uh this weight that had been put on me and more like being being me coming from my past, I felt that mm-hmm. I was like it was a wasted time that I actually never went back to God when I should have mm. been to God but I just like spent it in the world and then I was like in church I became this super hard working person who ran <laughs> everywhere did everything helped everyone I could just on the on the point of believing that if I do all this I would pay God back oh I'll pay God back for saving me the way he did wow. like, like redeeming me the way he did and I was like mm-hmm. I, I really thought there was a cost for me to accept the cross. Wow. But on the other hand, there was no cross for it that actually he freely gave. So yeah. I had, just had to freely receive. Yeah. But in that in that journey of me working myself out like mm-hmm. mad for no reason. Yeah. Was not actually everything depending on what I had to do mm-hmm. on depending on my own strength wow. rather than relying on God's strength yeah. and His mercy and kindness. Yeah, and you saw that yeah. you didn't have to perform anymore. I didn't have to perform anymore. Yeah, but you were, you were performing because performing. Yeah, you're trying to pay God back for like yes. winning it all for you. But yeah, we realized that in that whole act, you know, like that yep. Jesus died and He, he did it all for us. He, he literally paid yeah. it all on the cross for us and literally we don't even have to do a single thing. Uh-huh. I feel like Jesus has really like freely, freely given that we don't even have to do a single thing. We just need to receive Him True. and He heals and He redeems us and He changes us completely and He gives us hope and peace when yeah. we don't even deserve it. And yeah. I think that's something that helped me change as well to realize like that God loves me in such a crazy amount. True. Like He loves me so much to the point where I'm like, I want to live my life for Him because like, he did it all for me, you know. Yep. And yeah, like tell us more, CJ, like in that process that you realized um, that yeah. you didn't no longer had to perform. Like, tell us more. I mean, like in that process when I was performing, yeah. and there was this this time where I, I joined the Connect. And I was in, very happy with the Connect group and mm-hmm. the growing and stuff like that. But I didn't feel like I was growing. Okay. I felt like, hey, you know what, it's just stagnant, Aww. still water. Why? And I couldn't do more. And I felt that I was limited and okay. I felt that what am I doing in this connect when <laughs> I'm doing so much in church. Yeah. But in church at that time I was the I was in the audio team. Yeah. And then I was in the youth. And I was in the parents launch. We got so many things. Yeah, like, you were serving uh, so many yeah, different teams. So many different teams, the prayer team. Yeah. I'm like, you you just open your eyes and close your eyes. Every Sunday, three services or two services. Yeah. I was there in church, like yeah. like doing every everything I could. I know, I saw you everywhere. Yeah, like I always true. see like wherever I turn, I'm like, oh this guy is he's always there. Like he's <laughs> greeting me in the front. He's like standing in the back praying. He's in the audio team. He's like everywhere. Like like yeah. you were just everywhere. I was just everywhere. And and that that time I, I didn't realize that burnouts could happen. Oh, okay. And I didn't didn't realise that doing that out of my own strength that burnouts could happen and yeah. burnouts Normally, don't come of you becoming physically tired. Yeah, they come of uh, they come from people just telling you stuff. And mm-hmm. like, and, uh, like, and like that that actually brings you down and yeah. like holds you down, holds you back. And yeah, I guess also because yeah. like since you were serving so much, you didn't really have time to like receive from God mm-hmm. like in church as well. Yeah. So it was really hard because you were kind of like doing it out from your own tank and like yeah. not receiving from God, then pouring out, right? True, and yeah, being in this connect, I met uh, they had. I had a relationship with this, this guy. 
he was like 10 years, 12 years younger than me and like he came up and talked to me like as if he was like the same age as me and I was like, hey dude, you're a boy. Don't behave like a man because you're a boy. You mean and, friendship? Yeah, I mean friendship but I was being toxic. Oh, and like you're felt, putting him down? Yeah, putting him down and he, he felt really bad about it and okay. I guess he, he complained here and there. And oh, he, and that yeah, started the drama. That, that started drama between me, the connect leader. Okay, was that the first and, point of yeah. like, like church hurt that you felt? Like, was that like the very first? Yeah, that's, that's moment. the very first first moment I felt okay. the church hurt because the connect leader set me down. And then they talked to me about like, hey, you, you shouldn't be doing this to that this person, mm-hmm. and they really feel bad. I mean, like I know you're a straightforward person, and yeah. sometimes people just say, say dumb stuff, and then you don't you don't <laughs> go and like. Like, just approach the person and say, hey, you are dumb because you said this. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was that kind of person. I mean, you yeah. know you know, I was that kind of person. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I was yeah. that kind of person too. Yes. I'm still trying not to be so straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, being straightforward is kind of good in a way. Yeah, so, like, brings, I mean, if you say yeah. things with love and the, the truth in love, but not to the but point not, where you put yeah. someone down, which like me and CJ, yes. we struggle in that area. I think sometimes True. we still struggle in that we area. We still struggle in that area <laughs> because it feels like uh, bullying someone rather than, yeah. rather than like, helping someone. But it also depends on the person who yeah. receives. Because some people, they're over-sensitive and then they think that, oh, this person's like really talking me down. But mm-hmm. sometimes we just manage it in love. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes but, we, yeah. I mean, I think for, mo- for me, like, I think most of the time I don't, intend to like put people down i just say things like directly but but i know there's a like nicer way to say things but at the same time i'm trying to still balance like saying the truth but in love like you, you get what i mean yeah, like mean. yeah because i don't like sugarcoating things i don't like being like fake or things like that that's why yeah. it's hard for me to sometimes quote things in a like beautiful package because i'm just like i'll just tell mm-hmm. you how it is and i just want to be honest yeah but yeah. i i know at the same time as well we gotta have compassion and not everyone can like take True. things the way that like we say it so yeah we still struggle so if you struggle in that area like high five we can relate <laughs> yep, we can totally relate to you yeah um, so yeah. yeah so the first connect didn't work for me mm-hmm but was it because of the way the connect leader said it or was it just like like you know what what it, made you feel it's hurt uh, two ways i think one mm-hmm. the way the connect leader said it, and i wasn't ready to actually receive a uh, comment from the connect leader in that mm-hmm. specific way and oh I was like, okay who are you to talk to me i mean like, yeah i was in church i was attending church i was like going to church I was, like active in church serving in church and everything yeah. but my heart still had that crack of mm. of my past and everything drowning the, the areas in my life that Christ wasn't formed yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was struggling too. I was on my own journey, I was struggling too. And when mm-hmm. my connect leader told me that, I was like, how dare you actually speak to me like this? And <laughs> like, she brought the anagram and it's like, you know what, you are this, and that's why you behave like this. Oh, okay. I'm like, who are you to tell me how I behave, dude? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You you are a Christian. You believe that people people are formed in the image of God, and God is their identity. And you're supposed to be telling me that, and then you go tell me that anagram and da da da. And mm-hmm. then I'm I'm not saying I'm putting down the anagram. I mean, yeah. Like Pastor David Sora, our wholeness lecturer, also talks about anagram, and yeah. like it's like a good guideline. Yeah. For you not to be what you are. Yeah, but it's and, but yeah. sometimes people can use that like so anagram is like yeah. a personality test. Yes. Um, it's just a personality ca- characterization that people mm-hmm. use um, even in the church like oh if you're a type 8 you're like more dominant or if you're a type this you're more that um, it actually says we both are type 8 yeah but I yeah. okay I don't fully like 
agree with all the anagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually personally don't really think that Christians should be using the anagrams all the time because of the origin of yeah. anagrams. Um, I actually don't think we should even be talking about it anymore. Yeah. Um, but that was that was just the context of which um like happened where where CJ was uh, going through hurt with the connect leader mm-hmm. and they were using this to put him down, like using the anagram types to put him down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I... Mm, that, that's how I felt. Too. Yeah. But I don't know if that connect leader was conveying it the right way or not. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the person actually did their part on conveying stuff to me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so that was your first point of like church hurt and mm-hmm. like, you know, after going through that, like you still continued coming to church. Like what made you still like, you know, feel like, yeah, I still want to give this place a chance. I mean, there were many other people that, that I had uh, accountability for, for, mm-hmm. for what do you call that, all my other friends, like yeah. you included, and all our other sis- brothers and sisters that came <laughs> with it, and all the drama that came with the side too. <laughs> I mean, like, it was an interesting journey though. Yeah. And in that, in that, I was like, okay, this, because this group of people I can't deal with, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can, I, I'm not going to deal with this group of people. Mm. Like, okay, I think that's uh, a that's a good way to view it. I think also because we go to a very very big church, yeah. and I think people like sometimes people leave church very quickly. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily like blame you if you've left a church before. Yep. Um, but I do feel like we also have to remember that the church is a hospital. The church has broken people. So true. Yeah, and we all go there for like healing, and we're all like a yeah. work in progress. And I'm not discounting any hurt that you've gone through, of course any hurt that you've gone through, it will definitely be very, very painful. And mm-hmm. I've gone through my, my fair share of like church hurt as well. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. But yeah, but I think like what made me realize that th- it's important to stay in church is because one, it's a community of like believers and that's how you grow like in, in a community. Yes. I, I, I firmly believe that if like a group of people like maybe have problems with you mm-hmm. and it doesn't, like work out with them like there will be people out there who will love you love god love you and accept you Mm. and sometimes you just haven't met them yet um yeah and i and i don't think i mean i don't think you necessarily have to move a church Mm -hmm. to like find those group of people sometimes they could be in the same church but like in a different corner of the church there and um and and another thing was that because years back i also read this book um by pastor john bevere um it's called the bait of satan and he talks about how um satan creates like a trap like the devil creates Mm -hmm. a trap which is called um skandalan and like skandalan is like a hebrew word and it means a trap of small animals and this Uh is actually the the word that is used to 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 describe like offense so offense is actually a trap created by the enemy and it's a trap that is used like offense is a trap that is used in many churches nowadays to cause division um i do believe that we're not supposed to um cause division in the church like even even though there's hurt and there's pain mm-hmm. i i believe that we are still supposed to like try our best to maintain unity because yeah people are not perfect you know people are gonna hurt you and i'm not discounting your hurt at all yes. it's gonna be definitely painful like to go through that um but it's always always important as well to forgive because when you hold that unforgiveness in your heart, yep. you're actually giving the enemy a foothold. And usually people leave churches out of offense. Um, but I remember reading this sentence um, in the Debate of Satan book yes. by John Bevere. He said that you should never do anything out of offense, but because God 
God blesses you to do it. Mm -hmm. So he was hurt by a church as well. He was hurt by um, um, particular people and leadership in the church. Mm -hmm. But he felt like God was telling him not to leave out of anger or offense, but yeah. only leave because God blesses him to leave. Yeah. So he stayed on with that church. He's grown a lot in that church for, for the next few years. And only when God blesses him to leave and tell him it's time to go, it's time mm -hmm. to go to another place. And that's, uh, that's when he left. And that that story stuck with me all these years and it made me put the stake to the ground um like i mean there are times where i mm -hmm. feel like leaving church there are times where i feel like just you know what i'm so done with this place i just want to go make new friends everywhere but True. the thing i realized is that no matter which church you go to <laughs> there's gonna be people who are yes. imperfect there's gonna be people who might hurt you have the potential to hurt you because people are imperfect there's not going to be any such True. thing as a perfect church unless it's just you and jesus in that church but <laughs> then and you know god didn't create people for solo journey yeah journey. to be an island yeah. yes exactly it's a community journey exactly yeah. god didn't create us to be an island unfortunately although i would like to yes. be an island sometimes <laughs> i would love to be an island yeah <laughs> but god created us to be in community and mm -hmm. that's why people grow the most in community and that's why i've grown yeah. the most because of the godly community that was surrounding me as well and you as well you know True. you got to get out of things because of the community that was surrounding you um so it's really about finding the right people and leaving only when God blesses you to leave and not out mm -hmm. of like offense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just the tip of the iceberg though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the tip of the <laughs> That's iceberg. The That's the right. Iceberg. We only just gotten started, yeah, guys. Gotten started. We are not even scratching not the even surface scratching yet. The surface yet. Yeah. yeah. So, tell um, us more, CJ. We want to hear more. After leaving Connect, and, uh, we have a rule if you don't have a Connect, you're not planted in a Connect, you actually can't surf. And mm -hmm. uh, I was in the connect for, for a couple of months. So, mm -hmm. so what I did, I, I watched the online connect and then uh, I just or visited some friends connect and like mm -hmm. just go around visiting connects and like, hi, yeah, I visited connects and I, I caught up with this leader who, who I became very close to it mm -hmm. and started attend their connect more. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I got too close to to the leader. Yeah, too close. To okay, the what do you mean by too close? Uh, too close and means that not not say that we crossed any boundaries or that that was just that I created a, a soul tie that shouldn't exist. Oh, like an emotional um, like soul tie. Emotional soul tie. Okay. Like an emotional soul tie. The person looking at the person like a parent. Like yeah, okay. Like like, uh, like my real parent. Oh, I, like you use that person to like yes, fill the place fill of your the parent. Gap of okay. My parent. I see. And that was a mistake that I did because mm -hmm. uh, nobody can actually fill the gaps. No one except Jesus. Even your Amen. own parents can't do it. Amen. You have a crack, go to Jesus. He will <laughs> fill the gap. That's right. Do not seek a person for this. This is like 100% <laughs> true and That's do right. not even try it. Because yeah, no matter who the person is, uh, they, they how great they are, this can't do it. Yeah. This I is mean, only God. Right? Yeah, it ends God. up being like, like, and maybe mm -hmm. an idol in your life as well. If yeah, you're feeling, true. you're using someone to fill the void yeah. in your heart rather than Jesus. Yeah, and, and this person actually uh, called me their son and actually created a deep, deep bond with me. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? If you are all in, I'll go all in. Yeah. And yeah, we, we actually grew and things were good. Mm -hmm. Things were good. Things were good when it was good. And as, the, as time went by, I caught up in a situation trip where I met this uh, other person uh, and this other girl and then we caught up in a situation trip where 
we thought we liked each other but i i wanted to go further and mm-hmm. she didn't want to go further and but this is the funny part uh okay. just one one time uh, in church everyone was praying and then i went up for prayer and then i knelt down and i was like god where's my blessings mm-hmm. i gave up like so many things and i don't see blessings mm-hmm. and everything's like stuck by finance stuck everything stuck mm-hmm. from like god but i know you're seeing me day to day like you're providing me like without any debt mm-hmm. god kept me 8 months without debt wow. without a job wow. with no debt that means he wow. paid he helped me pay all my commitments Amen. without even me trying to actually like do something beyond what i can wow that, that was fun though at that time but it wasn't sufficient yeah and then when i met uh, when i met this uh, person who like i really was really was invested to get married to oh the situation like, yeah the situation shit and okay. i was like okay you know what i'm i'm like person likes me i like this person i'm just going to give it all in like totally all like in like so fast like so fast <laughs> no because i need to prepare myself and like okay. I, i was far beyond prepared prepared to be even a father or Aww. a provider okay. or something i was just like dependent of god i was just like a baby you know it's yeah. like god i need milk and here comes the ball Mm-hmm. And then milk done. And that's like again, I'm hungry. Give me milk. That's like you need to get up and walk. You need to like yeah. God wants to see you do stuff. It's yeah. an act of worship. Your work is an act of worship. Yeah. Your everyday life, so your hobbies, an act yeah. of worship. Everything you do is an act of worship towards yeah. God. And when when all you do is like be a baby and depend on God for milk, and it's like it's not it's not fully functioning yeah. the body of Christ. And that's what I was mm-hmm. till like this happened and suddenly I woke up like okay I need to start walking and start crawling mm-hmm. start walking and start running I need yeah. to do all this and before I become uh, a person who can actually provide and actually yeah. cover it but like so focused on doing that and I have like never focused on anything before that but I was so focused in doing that I'm like okay spent my time like suddenly like filled up my resume like made it so beautiful mm-hmm. sending out like a million places looking for jobs and like starting to wake up from stuff and mm-hmm. so this was during your situation shit yeah during the situation shit but actually it's like about just after i met the person it's like mm-hmm. two weeks or three weeks down the road where actually i realized and then i went like to church and then sat down and prayed and then like talked to god and then like while pastor jam was preaching and just saying something that's like God, when are you going to come meet me? Mm. When are you going to come to my house? Okay. And clearly, like, so clearly, I heard, I heard, like, God's voice in my ears, like, Hey, CJ, my son, I'm coming to your house. I was so happy. I thought, that's it. My life is going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, like, fruit-filled. <laughs> it's going to be, everything's going to be, like, this is the time. This hit, it's like, it hit the milk and honey is coming down. It's yeah. like, everything's going to be good. But then it turned into the greatest bitter situation my entire life. Oh my gosh. Like the most bitter situation my entire life is like I felt like Naomi. Naomi in the Naomi Bible. Naomi in the Bible. Yeah, Naomi in the Bible where she lost her husband uh Elimelech and a son uh, mm-hmm. Mola, something like that. So yeah, so she lost her husband and son and then she was like sitting there and she named herself Mara. She named herself mean, yeah, she which means like, bitter. Which, yeah, means bitter and that's how i felt in that situation because where after mm. god said you like hey i'm coming to you and everything turned upside down for me mm. like everything turned upside down for Naomi mm-hmm. everything turned upside down for yeah. me and i was like looking for like god i mean like what you said you what is this yeah nothing fits together yeah cuz like, you you yeah. felt like you were trying to get your life together yeah. you were trying to like apply for a good job yes. you're trying to like find a good person to marry yes. and 
and you heard God like telling you that God is coming, but yeah. instead of like going to the land of milk and honey and the yeah. promised land, you actually felt like I went, I went to the valley of the shadow. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in that, uh, fear no evil is a very good verse. Yeah. The Bible, because uh, in that in that time in that time where I processed that that feelings that I was going through, uh, yeah. that feelings of rejection, the feelings mm-hmm. of bitterness, feelings of anger, unforgiveness, yeah. oh, it was so real. I, I don't know why God orchestrated mm-hmm. that for the particular time when I was taking wholeness for greenhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that went off. Yeah. Uh, so this was because of the situationship. Uh, this was because of the situationship, and the situationship was uh, was kind of like last for four months, mm-hmm. and it was painful though. It was yeah. painful because uh, the church leader stepped in, uh, separated us both, and uh, I think like stiff stuff happened. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say that like I'm, it, I'm it not to blame, up. and yeah. like the person's not to blame. Like yeah, mm-hmm. we we did fall, and the church leader helped us. Helped us in a way yeah. to separate from each other, but then uh, the things that happened co after that, mm-hmm. the pre things that happened after that yeah. were were a lot of uh, unforgiveness and hurt due mm. to the words said okay. and the way the people acted mm-hmm. and the way things were were done. Yeah. Rather than the the what I expected yeah. things to be. Yeah. It's like uh, hey, I want this, but. That's not what's happening. Something else is happening. I felt mm-hmm. like someone taking a chainsaw and constantly like like going on mm. your bone and it's like nonstop like, and you just feel that yeah. that going through and then you just like I want this to stop. I want yeah. this to stop. I want this to heal. Yeah. I know I made a mistake. I, I want things to heal between uh, me and that person, and yeah. we need to talk and we need to do stuff. But nothing happened. God just said no, CJ. It's not going to happen. And yeah. it was sad because I I. I went in greenhouse and and I did wholeness and while doing wholeness, I had this super duper angry character hidden <laughs> behind me. Okay. And a good friend, Pastor David Storo, was just talking about, hey, let the puppet out, kill it. Yeah, let the puppet Be- out. Yeah, oh, the- that means like just let, let it out. Let it out. Just take out the puppet. You don't. You, this that's your puppet. That's not the real you. Mm. And I was like, how is this not the real me? Because I'm like super angry right now. Yeah. And when I actually saw it, the most part of the anger was actually yeah, it was actually a puppet because mm. it's like it's not me when I'm whole in Christ. Yeah. You don't get angry with the person. Ah, like okay. I see. Yeah. I see. So so you were actually going through like this whole. Um, big drama because of yeah. the situation ship that people were involved and yep. and they didn't um, maybe use the right words yes. with you and so you were holding on to so much hurt from yeah. you know the situation ship ending and the bitterness in that whole situation as well and then after that you joined greenhouse yeah. which was the biblical course that we yeah. mentioned earlier and and they mentioned about like how the the angry you is not actually mm-hmm. the real you. Like you being made whole in Jesus, that's the real you. That's yes. that's who God has called you to be. Like God has called you to be the son of the Most High, a, a son of the Most High who faithfully serves God. And um and that's when you were, would, were you like completely set free after that course, or like how how uh, did the you know process work out? How the process work out is uh, one month uh, after or two months before the, mm-hmm. the relationship. Uh, the situationship ended. Yeah. Uh, almost said relationship, which is not true. The situationship <laughs> ended, and uh, what happened was uh, 
God brought uh, one of a brother, a really dear brother, into my life, mm-hmm. and then he just stepped up and he started speaking to me as he, speak, mm. he spoke life to me, and Aww. then it's like, you know what? This is how a man in the house of God is supposed to be. Wow! And then he gave me two books. One was the Father Heart of God mm. and Wild at Heart. Wow. And after reading that book, I felt the the belonging, the sonship. Wow! Amen. And once that happened, the burnout I felt for serving disappeared. Wow! I was like, wow, this is my father's house. Yeah. And then I, what I went and did is, I served two times more. Wow! Amen. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? This is my father's house. Who else is gonna do it except me? <laughs> <laughs> so I went and did everything I could, like two times more. I was like, yeah, I dropped certain, certain areas of serving, but I picked up new ones. Okay, picked so that was now. where the restoration began because yeah. you read um, the right books that this Christian mentor like yes. uh, gave to you and you realized that actually it all stems from identity. True. Yeah, so when you're secure in your identity in Christ, Mm-hmm. Like when you're you're so sure of who you are as a son of the Most High, it's so much easier to, I guess, walk out of that brokenness and walk out of like sin and walk yeah. out of like all those things holding you back and living a life of true freedom in Christ. Yeah. Wow. It was like surreal because mm-hmm. it was surreal. Every day of my life at that point was, was a constant killer. Mm-hmm. It was a constant killer. It's like it was like reminding me and screaming in my head. It's like, Hey, this person, this person, this person, mm-hmm. this person. Like accusations. That's like, you know, accusations and from the and, enemy. Yeah, from and, the pit of hell. I couldn't forget. I couldn't forget my situation. I mean, like the the, the the bond was really like. You couldn't get tight. over yeah, it. I couldn't get over it. And one day, I remember, I just knelt down the altar and I told God, God, please remove this. Oh. Mister, like, I should be thinking of you. But I'm not thinking of you as much as I'm thinking of this person because this is constant. It's constant and it's never ending. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking to you, like yeah. to, like in church when I met you, I'm talking to you. Hi, Ashira, yeah. how are you? But in my head, it's like thinking of thinking of her. And then I'm talking to like some other person, a pastor or yeah. like some other person. Like I'm just thinking of her like nonstop. Whoa. And then I'll be walking and then suddenly I'll go into like this tearing situation and like I'm like I wasn't myself. Yeah. And I almost left church. The reason I stayed in church is one of the reasons because I served in youth. Mm. And when I served in youth, I was like I had the heart and the burden fire for for actually for the see young them. People. Yeah. To see them actually not fall into the places where we fell. Wow, like, amen. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like because of that I need to pull myself back. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. Like God gave you that burden for the the youths that, yeah. you know, um to ensure that they don't go the same path yeah. that you went and like had so many regrets in. True. And I think that's the beauty of you sharing your testimony as well. Yes. Like right now, you know, we're, we're sharing this because if you've gone through like church hurts and you're thinking of like leaving mm-hmm. church, we're telling you like, don't do it, you know, don't like like stay in community, don't isolate yourself, yeah. don't run away and like keep seeking God and find that healing in God. And True. yeah, like like I said, you know, we're, we're not discounting your mm-hmm. hurt or your pain. We're just saying that like, don't isolate yourself and yeah. don't don't leave because don't be a lost sheep. Yeah, don't be a lost sheep. Like yep. don't don't leave just because um some people hurt you because yeah. you the people who love you and love God may be in the other side of the same church. So yeah. you you never know and those people may be the ones who help you in your growth mm-hmm. and um propel you so much. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I also thought of leaving church so many times in the past. Wow. Like I've been in um, our church, Kingdom City, mm-hmm. for many years now, since I was 18, because I moved here um, mm-hmm. to KL when I was 18 for college and uni. Um, but I've, I've also gone through like my, my fair share of like 
leaders who said hurtful things to me or yeah. like because cause in the past I was dating a lot of guys actually mm-hmm. I was I was on a like serial dating spree like that was also because of brokenness that was also because I had like uh, I, I wasn't secure in my identity w- with Christ and that's mm-hmm. why I was like trying to look for love in all the wrong places that's why I was dating like one after another but um, in that place also you know there were like leaders trying to advise me there were people trying to talk to me and um, I think it was my own fault like I, it was more it was more me than them um, but I, I, I felt hurt in the process I felt hurt because I'm like why are you saying all these to me why are you making me feel so yeah. bad you know all these things um, <laughs> I know I know it's, I, I felt like it was my own self yeah. um, but but I, I was still hurt in that whole process mm-hmm. and I really wanted to leave but I, I still remember like God telling me like reminding me of what I read in like John Bevere's yeah. book which is like don't leave out of offense don't leave out of offense leave only if God calls you because yeah I, I, I was just reminded that like I really want to go where God calls me like um, the safest place to be is the will of God actually mm-hmm. so if God calls you to like Antarctica if that's the will of God that's the safest place to be if, if God calls you <laughs> like here in Malaysia this is the safest place to be yes. and and safe I, I mean like not necessarily like things doesn't mean that things won't go wrong like because sometimes you're in the will of God but things still go mm-hmm. wrong you know like I mean, the disciples, they, they left their, their jobs to yeah. like the fishermen jobs and everything to like follow Jesus. Yeah. But they still went through persecution. They still went through hardship. They still went through probably some days where they didn't have enough food or, yep. you know, because they left their source of income. But I guess the most important thing is that God, I think God will still like bless you when you're, you're in his will. There's just a supernatural peace that comes. Very and true. and he he walks with you through it and he blesses you when you're when you walk in his will and you you are the places that he wants you to be in because i personally experienced that like when god called me to be in kl he really mm-hmm. gave me the grace to be in KL, guys. If you're not from Malaysia, KL is Kuala Lumpur, is the cap- well, capital of Malaysia, Malaysia, and it's and it's difficult to stay here compared to other parts of Malaysia because of so many reasons. One of it is inflation and like inflation, everything else. Um, it's actually so much easier for me to stay back in my jam. hometown. Yeah, and the jam, the jam, jam the traffic jam. jams are horrible. But we still love our country. <laughs> but yeah, like it's 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 harder to stay here. But God called me here, and God gave me the grace to stay here, and mm-hmm. and. And I feel like God's peace and God's blessing over my life because I am walking in His will. Okay. So like, imagine if I have just left church or I just left like KL, like you know, it, out of offense. And like, went back to Kuching. yeah, I would yeah. have, I would have missed out on the blessings of God. Honestly, True. I would have missed out on everything He wanted to do in my life right here, right now. Yep. I would have missed out on the, on okay. on the on on Gabriel. Yes, correct. <laughs> on my boyfriend, <laughs> my very very good godly Christian boyfriend. Amen. That's one. Praise That's God. the most important thing I would have missed out <laughs> and I would have missed out on like um, like every single growth and lesson and and mm-hmm. beautiful opportunity that God has done in my life since I, I stayed you know since I stayed in my church and mm-hmm. since I stayed in um, like my city and I can safely say that like the people that I'm joining with right now, the community that I have right now, I love so, so much. Mm-hmm. Like CJ is one of my brothers in Christ. Like I greatly appreciate you, bro. Yes. And and like, yeah, like we wouldn't have had this friendship if we both have had left church. True. Yeah. And I really want to honor you because the time that you got together with Gabe you told me that I was the second person he came and informed. <laughs> I was like, that time I was going through stuff. Oh. I was really going through stuff. I was oh, going really? through this. Ah, I At didn't the time know. you came and told me that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to be happy for my sister, pray for her and bless her. And it's like, yeah, carry on. Good guy. Let's go. 
because uh, our Gapescape's uh, leader, Pastor Sam, is like, you know, close mutual friend to me and mm-hmm. Gabe, like, because I serve in youth, and he's his connect leader, and mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, really happy for you then. Oh, thank you. Yeah, CJ. Good choice. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> God <laughs> thank bless. God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, CJ, like, going through that whole process of like getting over that situation shit, mm-hmm. that church hurt, that whole drama, like what are the lessons that you actually learned from all of that? And after that, after that, when, when God actually redeemed me mm-hmm. and I started, I started a proper job mm-hmm. and he still gave me the Wednesdays off to go for greenhouse. Amen. And I still continued faithfully going to church and like instead of doing works for on my strength, I started mm-hmm. surrendering stuff to God. Amen. And once I do that, when I, once I start started doing that, things started for to fall in place. Oh my god, my stuttering. Once I started doing that, things started to fall in place like like magic. It's like not magic, it's like blessings, like boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. Boom. One by one by one by one. As I as I actually before I got to know it, I was in like in a very good place. Wow. Amen. And like if you like So to you're finally it, in your promised yeah, land after promised going land. through all so that. I wouldn't say finally in my promised land. I was like finally in a place where Leah was. Where Leah was. Yes, Leah was because uh, as we know Jacob had two wives. Like in the Bible. In yeah, the Jacob Bible. has two wives. He desired Rachel. Yeah. He loved Rachel because the Bible says Rachel was hot. And Leah was blind and she could <laughs> not see and then <laughs> All this, all this stuff, and yeah, and in that, in that situation, God actually blessed Leah because if you look at it, Leah actually accepted uh, God, the God that Jacob worships, mm-hmm. and Rachel still held on to the idols that her father had. Oh, and it actually says that Rachel was toxic, and in the end, in the end of Leah's life, uh, she was buried with Jacob mm-hmm. in the place of Abraham. Mm. Sarah, Isaac, and Rebecca, mm-hmm. but Rachel was just buried, buried somewhere in the desert. Mm-hmm. And the good part about about this this story was uh, Leah went from Rachel zero babies to Reuben, and then to Simon, and then to Levi, and then to Judah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came from Judah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you imagine Leah in heaven right now. She'd be like, "Wow, the Savior came through me." Yeah. To my to my line through through the son that I give birth to, oh. and that is how actually you should see what God wants for us, mm-hmm. and not what we desire. Yeah. Normally, what we desire is the Rachel, but every Rachel comes with a layer, mm-hmm. and we should learn how to focus on the layer wow. rather than focus on the Rachel. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. Wow. So like you went through all that, and and I guess like like would you say that you you finally got to like the place where Leah is also because you kept holding on to God and pursuing yes. him. And like, yeah, that, that's not the end though. That's mm-hmm. like, Leah was ended in the good place where she was yeah. buried with Jacob. Yeah. But you look at the descendants, David came from her. Yeah. And all the good things came from her. And like Jesus came from her. Mm-hmm. And we are saved because of like that entire bloodline. Yeah. Like, like how Jesus came down for us. Wow. Yeah, so like that's where, that's where actually we should put our focus on, yeah back to what God wants for us and then mm-hmm. you'll be able to see the overflow in our life rather yeah. than yeah. Amen. Going for what we want. Yeah. So what like advice would you give people who are currently dealing with church shirt or who have gone through church shirt and are still like processing it? Well just don't give up. Just like know that God has a bigger picture for Amen. you and God sees things in a bigger timeline and different timeline mm-hmm. than he 
and always know this you are you are son of god you are daughter of god yeah. and you everything you do matters and yeah. it actually matters to him more than it matters to anyone amen don't fall for human what do you call that reconciliation or <laughs> human what's the word what redemption redemption not redemption human uh, affirmation affirmation yes. don't okay. fall for human affirmation but always knows that your father affirms you as a yeah. child Yeah. Yeah, like I I think um it's also very important to not put your identity in mm-hmm. like I guess fr- friendship groups even in yeah. church or people in church because once they stop like giving you that affirmation or they yeah. stop like ha- ha- hanging out with you because they're busy then you feel like your world is falling apart you feel true. like you're alone on this mm-hmm. journey and you feel like God is not there with you but that's mm-hmm. not true God is always there with you God loves you so so much but we got to first put our identity in God and yeah. find our security in God yes. and and then like you know like people will come yes. um but it's so important to not put your identity in like friendships too much and yeah. put your identity in, in like God. yeah like yeah put your identity in God yeah. because then like I guess I guess for me as well like I've learned that um people come and people go like mm-hmm. as painful as it is I hate it when people leave my life I hate yeah. it when I have to really draw firm boundaries and like keep people at a distance I hate it I hate doing that I'll stop <laughs> laughing I know you're, you're thinking of something um yeah, I mean, hate I yeah. hate doing that I honestly do I really hate it when I have to reach that point where I I I no longer ha- can have someone in my life because it's really important to draw boundaries and you know not not tolerate any toxicity or in your life like although we're all a work in progress. I mm-hmm. feel like it's important to also protect ourselves and not yeah. like, you know, simply just let anyone in our lives. Yeah. Um but at the same time, I feel like when people come and people go mm-hmm. God God will God will bring the right people as well. Like yeah. God will bring the right friendships that will stay and God will bring the right friendships that will edify you and build you up and and push you more towards him. And yeah. and I've also prayed this. Like actually I I prayed that God would expose the friendships and remove yeah. the friendships that are not from him. So true. And that is actually when suddenly I will find out that someone is actually, you know, betraying me mm-hmm. or some some friendship drama will happen that makes us both not friends anymore. Yeah. And actually I think that in hindsight that's actually God's protection sometimes. Yep. Like when we think that we want to hold on really strongly to certain friendships even though it's been years but yes. like sometimes God knows the conversations that happens behind our backs and God knows like people's intentions that may not always be the best for us. Um I'm not saying everyone is like that but but there are people who are like that yep. in the world and um like when you pray for God to expose it sometimes friendships mm. just fall off and I True. think that like it will hurt in that moment but mm-hmm. in the end it's it 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 works out, it you works know. Out. So I think that God God still works all things out for the good of those who love him. I think that God still have plans to prosper mm. us and plans to give us a hope and a it's, future. It's yeah. really like uh what you want to hold yeah. versus what God wants to hold for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Like God always knows best. God yep. knows who's best to put in your life yep. and who shouldn't be in your life, you know. Yeah, so that's so, like Yeah, thank you CJ for one. sharing your experiences yeah. and what you've learned. Um, you know, before we end, why don't you close us with a word of prayer for anyone who's listening? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you mm. and we bless each and every year that's listening to it. Lord Father, yeah. Father, I pray that everyone who's going through a similar situation or even mm. worse, Lord Father, you know their hearts, Lord yeah. Father, and how deep they're hurt, Lord Father. 
Father, I pray that you speak and you pour your love into their traumas, Lord mm, Father. Amen. Let them seek you rather than seek men, Lord Father, yeah. for affirmation, Lord Father. Father, I pray that your love covers them, Lord Father, and I mm. pray that they would not fall, Lord Father, or leave where you supposed to, you wanted to put them, Lord Amen. Father. I pray that they would actually exceed in their life, Lord Father, yeah. even through the hurt, Lord Father, and they would yeah. actually know, Lord Father, being being a pain or being in a painful situation mm. is not the end of the yeah. outcome that you have made for them, Lord That's Father. That's right. Father, I pray a blessing about for all of them and mm. for all of us, Lord Father. I cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. In the yeah. name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yep. Let's go. Yes. Thanks, CJ. Yep. Any more last words before we end? Uh, yes, that's it. Okay. Well, I actually have one more last word. I want to say that actually if you do feel like you really, really want to leave your church and mm -hmm. like things there are really bad and there's no like help, like yeah, any, no anyone help. there to, for you at all, I would say like really pray about it, process it with God, surrender that decision yeah. to God. And if you really feel peace about yes. leaving, um, yeah, then I mean, we're not against it either. Yeah. Uh, it's just that our main thing is don't leave. Yeah. Uh, so fast like I mean, when like, you're offended whatever you do you yeah. still need to deal with humans because yeah. that's what God created us to do yeah so wherever you go hurt is an evident that you can't you can't mm -hmm. evade it mm -hmm. but you just have to deal with it yeah like, but yeah. but I mean process it with God yes, you know see, see where yes. God leads yeah. you um, we don't have like a direct answer mm -hmm. for that but really see where God leads you and we want to just yeah, bless you wherever yep. you go. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for watching yep. another episode of the Found in Christ podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow Spot us on Spot. Instagram, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And yeah, we will see you for another episode next week. Till next right. time, bye. bye, -bye. Why? Why is it so awkward? No, I thought like that. That was so girly. One more sip of water. Say on the clap. Sure. Say on the clap. You can clap. I have one more sip of water. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready.